0: You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, episode 15, and today we're talking about laying out the systems to grow a seven-figure business, so stay tuned. Hi, I'm Samantha Riley, and I work with thought leaders and experts to help them double their income, their freedom... And their impact to create a business and a life they love. From my business background of 25 years, I've learned there are three key areas to growing a successful business, your mindset, your talents, and the people you surround yourself with. Here in the Business Lab, we'll interview successful entrepreneurs and deep dive to discover the exact strategies that they have used to build their business so that you can experiment and implement these strategies in your business too. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Welcome back to another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I'm your host, Samantha Riley. And today we're talking about systems, strategies and plans. Now, a lot of people might be saying, Sam, you know what? I don't have a job because I want the freedom to do what I want when I want. I don't want the systems. But guess what? You will get your freedom from setting in place the frameworks and strategies and systems in your business. So today I am welcoming Mallory Tadimi into the lab. Now, Mallory was only 22 when she got her first job in corporate America and lasted just four years before she decided that she was sick of being miserable and she went to business school and got her MBA. Now she crafts strategic plans to help her clients and has earned over $800 billion dollars annually for them. So it's safe to say she has got it figured out. So today we're talking about laying out the systems to get to your first six figures. If you've already got to your first six figures, we're going to talk about the different strategies that you'll need to implement in your business to get to seven figures. So let's dive straight in and roll the interview. All right. I am so excited to be chatting to you today, Mallory. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Thank you. I am so excited to be here.
1: Seriously, thank you very much for having me.
0: Really looking forward to deep diving with you today. We've just had a quick chat and we, the conversations have been so real already that I'm really looking forward to, to sharing you know, some, some things that are holding people back in such a real and vulnerable way to help people.
1: Absolutely. I think it's important to be real, transparent and honest because we all know there's a lot of stuff out there that isn't real, like gets into our heads and we have to learn and we have to realize how this all really works to get exactly what we want.
0: Yeah, totally. All right. So today we're going to talk about strategy and plans and implementation and all this really cool stuff that I love to talk about because I feel that so many people in their businesses Uh, And I know I mentioned this to you just before, play and pray every single day. They do the stuff that's exciting to them and then they pray for results and then at the end of every day, they don't get the results they're looking for or expecting or wanting and it just repeats over and over day by day. They're doing okay, but not really getting to the next level and you're going to help us get through that and get out to the other side. Yes, I have been there
1: and I can attest you can get to the other side. It's (laughs) real and it is attainable. So pay attention.
0: Excellent. (laughs) All right. So before we start, can you just tell us a little bit about what you're doing now and the kind of people that you work with? Yeah. So for me, I
1: say really, really into the strategy lane, right? So for me and how I work with my clients and my students is I help them figure out the step-by-step process that they need to put into place to grow to six figures and then to grow to seven figures, because there are different processes that you're going to have in place when you're trying to get to six. And there are different processes you're going to have in Place when you're trying to scale and you're trying to get to seven. So, most of my clients, most of my students are either working on attaining that six figures or they're working their way to seven. And we tackle that with strategy and with action taking, real actionable items, and just knowing what you need to be doing each day to be moving that needle in your business, to be generating more money. So, you can have a financially secure future. You know, it's about, especially when you have a family and you have other people depending on you, financial security is a really important thing to have in creating consistency. So, when you're doing coaching, when you're doing consulting, when you're in the expert space, there's a lot of inconsistency until you really start to figure out your systems. And I like to touch on that a lot because I find when we can bring consistency into the picture, we can get of that entrepreneur roller coaster ride and we are all much happier people.
0: I love that. Now there's something that you said then that I want to go back and touch on very quickly because I feel it's really important and I actually haven't heard anyone else say this is that there needs to be a different strategy for to get to six figures to and mm-hmm. a different strategy to get to seven figures. Now I know this because I've had businesses in both of these areas and I've got to say When you're in that seven-figure zone, it's so much easier. (laughs) No one says that either. I actually, seven figures is a dream. (laughs) But it's because I worked really hard to get the systems into place to get to that seven figures that it was a dream. So just I'm going to put you on the spot here really quickly. What are some of the things... Uh, that we need to concentrate on if we haven't yet got to six figures, because if people are listening to this and they start focusing on the wrong things, they're not going to get the right outcomes. So, what just like briefly, what are some of those things?
1: Yeah, I mean, so at the end of the day, when you're thinking about six figures, it's really about getting to know your ideal client at that point, right? So, we have lots of options as experts. So, we have different types of services we can provide, right? We have done for you, we have done with you, we have coaching, we have workshops, like in-person workshops, we have events that we can be doing, and we also have consulting that we can be doing as well. And for me, I kind of describe coaching and consulting as two different things, I've done them both. And they're both run a little bit differently and you obtain clients in a different way, right? So we have options when it comes to growth. But when you're growing and you're first starting out and you're just working towards six figures, it's all about figuring out what your ideal clients are already looking for. We don't want to go and we don't want to start convincing anybody that they need our types of services. We want to find people that are already paying for the services that we provide, right? So whether it's coaching through, uh, let's just say courses, right? Because I'm sure a lot of people listening have some type of information product or course. Do you want to go after the person that has never bought an information product or course or coaching in general? Or do you want to go after somebody that's already paying for coaching or already the person that's already bought you know, five or six information products and they're comfortable with that process. So for me and the way I work my students through it is, let's find the people, our ideal clients, that are already spending money in this space. They're already purchasing. And then we go and we get them to move their money. So instead of spending money over there, they spend money over here with us, right? So that way, we're not constantly having to convince and sell. Because if we have products or coaching services that give them the exact benefits they're looking for, there's nothing really to sell at that point. It kind of sells itself, right? Yeah. So we want to remove that big, scary sales barrier and all of that rejection. Because when we're rejected that much at first, which is guaranteed to happen, sometimes we quit and we can't quit that soon, right? We have to keep on going. So I really like to focus on that when we're growing to six figures.
0: Yep. And I totally agree. I totally 100% agree that a lot of people aren't clear enough on who their ideal client is. And I love that you even like, really focused in, are they already buying products so that you'd I mean, you said move their money and don't convince them, but it's also about someone that's you know you're not you're not trying to educate your audience. Then you're just trying you're just talking about your product. So someone that that already is doing their six figures uh, and uh, are trying to scale up to seven figures. What are some of the things that they need to concentrate on?
1: Yeah, so if that's you, you'll know because you're exhausted. You're really, really tired. <laughs> Your calendar may be very booked, and you're kind of thinking to yourself, when am I ever going to get a vacation or free time?
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: know this is working, but wow, am I tired, right? So if, so if you're at the six-figure level, and you're really figuring out how to break into seven figures, you're probably going to be feeling a lot of that. So if you're in mid-six figures or so, you may have already scaled a little bit, so you may have some kind of course or workshop or an event that you have where you can serve more than one person in the same period of time so you may or may not have gotten rid of the trading time for dollars kind of thing right mm-hmm. but that's really the key when you start to move into seven figures you have to have something scalable because at the end of the day you don't have unlimited time. If you're just going by a working week, a second person's working week, I should say, you've got 40 hours, right? And for me, for example, I even have less than that. I use Monday and Friday as my flex days. So I don't even work on Monday and Fridays. And if I have to, then I might spend an hour doing something or maybe I have to record something, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So I'll just find time in my day if I need to do that. If not, I'm off and I'm doing my errands. I'm taking care of myself, whatever I need to be doing to make sure, first of all, my household is functioning. Yeah. (laughs) That's really important because if I'm not functioning, we've got two kids and life gets a little crazy sometimes. So I use those days to ground myself, right? So I have even less than 40 hours in a week, but if you're working on Monday through Friday, you've got 40 hours. So if your schedule is already 100% filled, it's time to scale. So at that point, you have to think about how can I serve more than one person during my time, my hours, right? So that'll traditionally lead into some kind of group coaching program. You can do it online. You can do it offline. I prefer online. That way there's no travel involved. Mm-hmm. You- do a one-time workshop where they walk away from the workshop with an exact plan to implement something specific. Those are always golden like a 2-day workshop. Those are fantastic. Or you can be doing like a 3-day retreat for example where you walk them through your proprietary system during those 2 or 3 days. So you have those type of options where you can be serving multiple people and they can be benefiting from each other because there's something to be said about community. When you actually have a community that's going to catch you when you start to fall, it can bring tears to you if you've ever truly experienced that, to have that kind of support. And providing that support for your clients is also going to get them that higher level result that they're looking for too. So when you're going for seven figures, you really have to figure out how you can serve more than one person during that hour time.
0: Yep, love it. And it's really, really important to be focusing on what needs to happen for where you are in your business so that you can get there faster. Because that's what I see happening. People doing what they call, or what I call the fun stuff that they see people in seven figures doing, like when they haven't quite started, you know, and not really getting the foundations right or doing the, you know, the foundation work. And, you know, they might get there, they might not, but it if they do get there, it's a lot slower. So by focusing in the right place, it means that you can get there as quick as possible. So I want to touch on your transition from corporate life into your business because I feel that there's going to be a lot of stories in here, not just for, I mean, most of our listeners have already done that transition, but things might not be going so well and there's so many lessons in this story uh, because I believe that, when you decided to make that step into working for yourself, there were some things that weren't going quite as planned in your life. Can you tell us about what made you do the transition and what was going on? Yes. So I was in corporate and I was miserable.
1: Every day I showed up to work, I would show up to my cubicle And I would walk in and I would have watery eyes. I would literally have tears in my eyes every single day I had to show up to that office. And what was making me so miserable is I felt like I was so talented and I had so much to give. And I could give so many results. I was doing consulting work um, under corporate though. So I wasn't independent. I was doing management consulting. And I just felt like I had so much growth I could give to my company But I was constantly being ignored. And I took that to heart. I finally figured out years later that I was shining a little bit too brightly, which threatened people. Mm. Like this is like years of (laughs) self-therapy in (laughs) entrepreneur groups (laughs) where I figured this out. But I figured out that I had so much shine inside of me basically that it made other people look bad because it threatened the positions that they were in and the work that they were doing, which often led to them criticizing me or giving me a hard time. I was bullied. How about that, right? Is that ever okay? No, that is never, ever, ever okay. So first of all, as a child, sure, that happens. But in adult world, that should not be happening. And it definitely happened to me in corporate. So- I became extremely miserable, and then add the fact that I was just living paycheck to paycheck because when you're working for corporate, they pay you the least amount they can possibly get away with, right? Right. So that was my life, and I had $150,000 in debt. I had all of my student loans tucked in there through a master's degree, my MBA. All of it I owed. And just knowing that and having to walk into that office every single day, knowing that that debt was not going anywhere anytime soon. I was not going to buy my dream house anytime soon. I was not going to buy my dream car anytime soon. I had my daughter. She was one years old. I was trying to figure out how to pay that expensive daycare bill because I had to be at work all day. And I had an hour and a half drive each way. Top that on it, right? Wow. It was just like 25 miles. But we were in the Chicago area and the traffic was so bad. Um, But right before I had her, I wasn't even able to afford a maternity leave. Because I had worked for the company for less than 12 months. And in the US, when we work for a company less than 12 months, we're not qualified for something called FMLA, which is family medical leave, Mm -hmm. where we're able to take that time off as we have a child. Um, And then what they do is they give you a partial pay. But I didn't even qualify for that. So I had to go on this special like short-term disability leave um, where I didn't have any pay and I was only legally able to be out six weeks. So I had to send my daughter to daycare when she was six weeks old and just 10 pounds because I had to go back to work in order to even have my job reserved for me.
0: So what was it that triggers that step from that miserable life out because even though it's miserable, it's still, I I think there's that that safety behind it because you're stepping into the unknown. So what was it that had you stepping or making that transition?
1: I finally reached my rock bottom point when I realized that I left my 10 pound daughter at daycare because I didn't even have a choice. Because if I had a choice, I wouldn't have, but I needed to make that income for my family. So for me, it was like, wow, I am being controlled to this point. And I thought to myself, I just had this little spark, this little inkling. What if I went out and did the same thing for somebody else and I got paid for it? And that would mean I would get paid a lot more because corporate isn't taking out this giant overhead from me. And it was at that point, I was like, you know what? I don't have time to go learn a new skill. I'm not going to go develop some crazy product. I am literally just going to go find one client and do the exact same thing for them. I set out to do that and I found that client within 2
0: months. And I think that's a huge takeaway there is to use the skills that you already have and whether you choose to, you know, maybe do a side little step and add something onto it or, you know, most people take those skills to another level. But whatever it is, use the skills that you already have to make the transition. Don't try and do something that's completely different because that's not going to be the easiest route.
1: No, and I'm notorious for telling my students, do not quit your job. Uh, I hated my job. Trust me, I really did. <laughs> and when you know my story, you'll, you understand, right? Um, so what I like to tell my clients is, please, don't quit your job. Instead, go ahead and figure out how you're going to replace most of that income so you have stability. Because it does cost money to start your business. Cost money to hire a mentor, otherwise, or a coach. I mean, you're if you're reinventing the wheel, good luck with that. It's going to yeah, take you years to do it. It's going to be really expensive, and you're going to fail so hard that you might not get back up. Seriously, you just might yeah. not. You might quit, and you might just let your dreams just go down, go down the tube. Failed and it hurt you so 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 badly. So starting a business, you have first you have the expense of the mentor, or the coach. Then you have your different systems that you use, right? So I always like to say, don't quit your job because your job is your investor at this point, right? Along with Visa and Mastercard or Discover, <laughs> are your investors? You have you have multiple investors when you're starting your business, and your job is one of them. So if you Just hang on to your job and start to go find your clients while you're working for your job. Do it. If you can take meetings during your lunch hour, get out of that office and go take meetings for yourself, right? Or take meetings in the morning before you go in or if you have clients or after uh, in the evening or on the weekends that is how you're going to be able to branch out successfully without that just overwhelming stress of not being able to pay your bills. Because if you can at least pay your bills, you're going to give yourself that room to grow.
0: Totally. I love it. And I've never heard it said like that. Your job is your investor. Totally love that. Uh, That was certainly what happened when I had my first two businesses actually it my husband at the time was working so that all of his pay was actually going back into building the business because yeah. you have to put money back into it to grow it and uh it w- he was able to leave probably after about 2 years when it got to the point where i'm like oh my goodness like i need to hire our next staff member and he said this is ridiculous we've already got two staff i'm working let's make me the third staff member and and that was fantastic we're we were at that point that we could do it but we never could have built it to that if both of us had have left our job so that's yeah super wise keep it going you know it's desperation and desperate isn't a good look (laughs) look. (laughs) and it's not a nice feeling either Awesome. So you kept your job and you moved over, and that's, um, that's a beautiful segue because what you talk about is strategy and plans. Let's talk. Let's talk about what are some of the the plans for implementation? Because I think that's also uh, something that you and I are very big believers in is implementation. What are some of the things that we can do to get us maybe from the you know the low? Maybe, you know, maybe we're already doing some, um, taking some revenue in our business, but to get to the six figures, let's talk about the exact strategy and plans that need to be put into place.
1: Yes. So my favorite strategy, if you're just trying to tackle the whole six figure thing, probably up to like 200 or 300,000 us dollars or so, like to that point, you can get there with one-to-one clients. You can get there, right? So you're going to start, you're going to start low. You're going to charge not so much when you begin, when you get your first client, when you get your second client. But once you get a little bit more confident, you can get to charge a little bit more. The next client you raise your rates for, right? Then the next other, the next client that comes in, maybe client number four, you're on that like secondary rate that you're on. And then maybe you get a little bit better and you start to raise your rates a little bit more. You can continue to do that all the way up through six figures. That's what I did. And it worked beautifully. And what happened during that time is I got to know my clients so well. Now, I'm not even going to say my ideal clients. I got to know the clients I was attracting in that naturally came to me, Right. Because if you can start to understand the clients that naturally gravitate you, you can decide if these are your ideal clients or not. Do you like working with them or do you not like working with them? If you do like working with them, keep saying the stuff that you're saying out there, right? Because they're going to keep on coming in. If you don't like working with this type of client, you're going to have to adjust your messaging so the client that you don't like knows like, oh no, this person is not for me to work with. And that client that you do want to work with says, oh, this sounds exactly like me. Like, I think she'd be great to work with. You can start to hone your clients during this one-to-one phase. And you can do that all the way up to two or $300,000 a year. At that point, that's where you really want to start to think about what's next, right? Because if you can figure out who maybe your top 10 key clients are, how can you put people like this inside of a scalable program so that can be a group coaching program like for example that could be a three-month program that could be a six-month program that could be a year-long program where you're online the whole time or maybe you have one or two small like VIP days or retreats that you also give them that's an option too if you wanted to integrate online and offline mm-hmm. but Beyond that, you can also start to do workshops. Maybe you have a complete system that you walk them through. And wouldn't it be cool if they could show up on day one and work with you through day two, and at the end of day two, they could walk out with exactly what they needed to have into place? It's really cool, right? Because if you're just selling people courses, 90% of people probably aren't even finishing what you teach them, right? Right. So if you can work in like a done with you type of thing in a workshop, it's brilliant. And you can serve. I I mean, a good group setting for a workshop can have up to 20, 25 people. And beyond that, it gets to be a little bit too much. But I mean, it's easy to charge $5,000 or so for a two-day workshop or $7,000 or $8,000. That's not unheard of. And it's pretty standard
0: yeah because you and this is something that I want to add on to that that pricing is not mm-hmm. to price on a per hourly rate to price on the outcomes that you're helping people achieve, so as soon as you make that switch in your head, then you understand, oh my goodness, well, if someone goes out and implements what they do, for example, if i 've got uh, actually it happened just recently a five thousand dollars workshop, and someone oh. walked away and did a hundred thousand dollars within the the next wow. week, so yeah. the outcome was um, fantastic. It doesn't matter how much I charge per hour, he got a great outcome from that investment. So that's the way that you need to think. It was
1: worth $100,000, literally. That workshop was worth $100,000. If you Yeah. It.
0: So that's the, uh, the scaling sort of the 200 to 300, over 300. Then for once we're doing those programs, those one-to-many programs, those done-with-you programs, how then are we scaling to seven figures?
1: So you can take those done with you type programs or your signature coaching program. So what typically happens, especially in the coaching or consulting space is it gets really easy to scale with coaching. So if you're doing consulting, like how I started, it's an easy switch to go to coaching because at that point. You're not necessarily responsible for all the implementation and showing up to all the meetings and almost being kind of like a team member or a staff member when you're consulting. It's a different relationship when you're coaching. So it's easier to scale with coaching. So mm-hmm. if you kind of do consulting and you're interested in coaching or you're doing both. Go over to the coaching side and scale with coaching. So what you can do is you can create a signature program. And your signature program starts at a couple thousand dollars. Um, Of course, everybody's price is different, they're different, right? But just as an example, you can start a signature program at maybe like $2,000 and that might go all the way up to $6,000 or $10,000 per person in the program, right? And it might be an eight-week program. It might be a six-month program. It might be a 12-month program. That's up to you. It's also up to how long it takes your clients to actually get the result. Because if your clients get the result that they were looking for from you in three months, you're going to find it to be torture if you're dragging them through a 12-month program. They're going to become extremely disengaged. Yes, And this is something that, I don't talk about often publicly, but it's something I talk about with my students. If you have a 12-month program, but they already got the results after month three, you're gonna get people that wanna drop from the program. They're gonna want some kind of refund or they're gonna ask to break the contract. This happens to my clients all the time. I get a lot of clients that come to me that have longer programs set up. And we look at why they're losing students. And the real answer is they did their job the students actually got their results right so you have to be careful about how you structure your group program really look at the results you want to give them and then make your program that time frame don't try to drag it out and then within your signature program you can make it live or you can make it evergreen so live would be you're running you do like a launch and you run a class together and everyone goes through the same content at the same time right now if you do an evergreen, it's whenever somebody finds it. So you have a funnel out there, maybe Facebook ads, maybe you're doing organic, whatever it may be. But whenever they go through your funnel and they get pitched to join, at that point they can join and they can get access to module one, which would already be pre-recorded. So you can sit down and record that ahead of time, or you can run a live version first and then just use those recordings, right? So when you're in an evergreen, as soon as they find your funnel, as soon as they purchase, they get access to module one. And then the next week you can drip out module two. The week after that, you can drip out module three, right? And the way I like to tackle evergreen is just, hey, have a weekly question and answer session. What's it for you to give them one hour of your time during the week where no matter where they are, they can jump on a call and they can ask their questions to you personally. That goes a really long way for them feeling like you're there for them.
0: all learn from each other. A great sticking point to create that community too um, and that connection community connection and what's going to happen
1: is they're going to start to like each other they're going to lean on each other right because they hear you asking the question uh that maybe they had but they were too afraid to ask yeah totally and they're like oh thank goodness it wasn't just me (laughs) yes because you don't nobody nobody wants to be the crazy one i mean we're all crazy because we're entrepreneurs but sometimes you don't want to be the crazy one in a group right so you Keep your mouth shut, but you learn so much from just listening to other people and watching what they do and what works for them and what doesn't work for them. So there's so much to be gained from that community. So you can do the community in a live version. You can do it in an evergreen version. And what happens is after they go through your proprietary process or your system, you can give them a next step right? Mm -hmm. And that's your mastermind level kind of program. And something like that may be $25,000 or $30,000 a year, whatever it may be. A lot of people split it out into payment plans and it ends up not being such a big deal, right? And then kind of program, you can offer them one-to-one support if you want. Maybe they get like one coaching call a month with you. And then maybe they get like two VIP days a year, where they meet you at whatever location and you do a two-day VIP day with them, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Once in the beginning and maybe once at the end. That's a great example. And when you start tacking on those, you're going to jump revenue really, really fast between scaling out with your signature group program and then tacking on a higher level program. You're really going to be in the seven-figure zone at that point.
0: Totally. And I think from what I'm hearing is the, the biggest thing that needs to come into play is you're able to um, work with your clients one-on-one and just be kind of winging it as you go but really to once you start scaling up there needs to be some really solid systems there you can't wing it anymore there needs to be systems there that are in place because a you can't do it alone so you need to be able to replicate those systems so that your team understands what's going on as well as making sure that everyone's getting that same the same touch points and understanding what's happening because if there's no certainty for the client that's coming on, then they're not going to hang around.
1: Everybody wants the system,
0: right? Everybody wants the formula.
1: And if you can't give them the formula or the the path, the way to it, the step-by-step, they're going to be feeling very lost. And if they don't have the one-on-one attention, how are they going to figure out what their path is?
0: So, can you give us an idea for if we were moving from that 300,000 mark up into the seven figures uh, and we've got those, uh, those one-to-many programs or those done-with-you programs, which I am a huge lover of, um, what are some of the systems uh, that need to be in place? So, if you're going to scale out, let's
1: just start at where if, if you've got the one-to-one clients, you're starting to build an email list, and really, you should be building an email list from day one. And I'll tell you why that's important. When you have an email list, you have control, right? So everyone always says, well, why do Facebook ads go away? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, you do that question because those are what works so well these days. Well, you have your email list to rely on, right? And it's kind of like you can reach the people that love you the most at any point you want to. At any time, if you want to generate Revenue, just put an offer out in front of your email list, right? So you can use Facebook ads or whatever else you want to do to get people onto your list. Or you can, like one of my favorite ways to grow lists is with masterclasses. I hold masterclasses all the time. So that's one of my favorite ways because whoever I hold the masterclass with, I get access to their list and they also get access to mine. It's a win-win for everybody. So that's one of the ways where you can start to build your list for free. You don't even need ads for that, right? But just start to build a little list. It's okay if you have 10 people on it. It's okay if you have 20 because eventually that's going to turn into 100 and that's going to turn into 1,000 and that's going to turn into 10,000 pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And if you have someone to make offers to, that's really important. You can generate a lot of these one-to-one clients from that. Um, first of all, when you're just getting started, your one-to-one clients probably won't all come from your list. They're going to be people inside of your network or that you know, or they're going to be referrals. Those are really powerful. Uh, so once you have your one-to-one clients, you can start to look at exactly what you were teaching them and the processes that you were putting together, and that becomes your signature system, right? Right because you're learning exactly what they need. And once you learn what they need, your signature system is what goes on to become your signature program. And your signature program is what you're scaling from.
0: Totally. So some of the systems would be uh, your deliverables or how you deliver that program. It could be onboarding. It could be uh, marketing, your organic marketing. It could be... All sorts of things, really, but, but they, well, they're your, your top three. Well, they would be my I, yeah, top three. Like to use the list as like a general ecosystem, right?
1: So if you kind of look at that as your big system, your list, that's where you're going to be pulling people from for your programs. So if you look at that, um, so if we're, we're talking about, all right, you have some one-on-one clients at this point and you maybe want to start doing some type of group program, you need to be talking to the people that are currently on your list and you should be building it you know from the beginning but if you don't have anybody on your list go and try to get 20 people <laughs> it won't be too hard right create a facebook post or give some kind of free offering, do a master class. That'll get people on your list right away. And from that, then you can offer people into the group program that you're offering. You can do a webinar and then offer them a phone call to learn about the program, or you can just have them join straight from a checkout page from a webinar. You can do a challenge. Those are really successful these days. For example, five-day challenges, where you have them learn something or get some kind of micro result every single day. And then you say, Hey, if you love this, you're going to love that. And you know, that over here, there's my group program. You should come talk to me and join. So there are different ways you can pull people from the one, to one into a group, but really the system is to just have people that you're talking to and invite them into whatever group program you start. And you can do that through a webinar. Like I use ClickFunnels all day, every day for my stuff. So that's a great example of, you know, a system and then whatever email system you use too.
0: Totally. So the biggest takeaway there is if you want to make an offer, which as a business owner, that's exactly what we have to do. You need an audience. Without an audience, there's no one to make an offer to.
1: Just crickets.
0: (laughs) And they don't pay very well.
1: (laughs) No, they do not pay very well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Okay. So implementation is a big thing. What is one thing that you think that we should focus on implementing every single week to ensure that we're still growing? So you should have some
1: kind of plan, which is a goal that you should be wanting to achieve each week, each month, each quarter, and each year. So, how I kind of like to break that down as unsexy as it sounds is some kind of yearly strategic plan. It doesn't have to be all nerdy, it doesn't have to be in spreadsheets, but basically know what your goal is for the year. So, what is your goal for revenue? What is your goal for impact? You know, that's an important mm-hmm. one too. Yep. What is your goal for your relationships in your life, mm-hmm. your time? Right. Because all of these feed into each other. They're all connected. And once you understand what these goals are, then you can start to reverse engineer what your year looks like. So you can break that down into four quarters and you see what you need to be doing in each quarter. So you achieve that goal by the end of the year. So if you look down, like you you zoom into each quarter, each quarter has three months in it. Right. So that means you have three months to achieve that quarterly goal. So what do you need to do each month to make sure you're on the path to achieving that goal, right? Mm -hmm. And if you look at each month, you can figure out what you need to be doing each week to make sure you hit that monthly goal, right? And if we know what we need to be doing each week, then we can figure out what we need to be doing each day. As crazy as that sounds. If we have a task that we're supposed to be doing that day, I like to call it my must do list. Uh So in the morning, I have this must do list and it's always on a little yellow sticky note because if it's in my computer, I don't look at it, right? Like it has to be in my face. So I pick like the top three things that I absolutely must do this day, or I cannot do anything else. I can't do Facebook. I can't do email. I can't even go to the gym. Like I have to do these things. And once those three things are done, then I am a free woman because those three things are going to get done when I need to get done inside of my business, right? You and
0: I are like soul sisters. Oh, there's <laughs> <note>. <laughs> no one saw that because we're on video, but I've just shown Mallory yeah. my yellow sticky note. <laughs> in, in my, my face. And have- I'm exactly the same. If it's in, I use a project management tool. I use Teamwork PM oh, yeah. obviously, because otherwise my team has my team can't see my sticky note, but that yeah. sticky note has to be out the corner of my eye the, mm-hmm. all the time because I need to know what am I doing. And I think that. For me, the biggest reason that that works is it's constantly there in my vision. So I don't get caught up doing other things and it takes away that overwhelm of what am I meant to be doing now? Or let me just jump on a Facebook. I can't remember what I'm meant to be doing and getting totally caught up doing something else. It's just like my sticky note says do this, so I'm just going to do this. And it's not a long to-do list because that's the key too.
1: Because I've done this. If you keep a really long to-do list, it's just like deflating. It's really overwhelming and it's never going to get completed. So it's better off if you can pick your must do items out either from that list or create your own must do list. That way you're making sure you get done the tasks that you need to get done. And it feels really good to check those off and then crinkle Mm. up, you know, throw it away.
0: Oh, absolutely. How much Oh, it just fills you up when you can just with your long to-do list, you cross things out, but it's so long that it's always like, oh, what is there to do next? Oh, but when you've ask. only got three or four things on a note, it's just like cross, cross, cross. Oh my goodness. It's actually done. I've achieved something this week. It's just a whole different frame of mind. Yep. Yeah. I call it my must-do list. <laughs> Love it. Must-do list. I don't have a name for mine. Now I'm going to have to name mine. <laughs> you can borrow the name if you want. <laughs> Sure, why not? Let's share the love and the names. (laughs) Absolutely. Beautiful. So my biggest takeaway for everything that we've talked about today from you is that when you break everything down, it turns it into something that's overwhelming to something that's totally achievable. That breaking it down into bite-sized pieces means that you're able to do the things, whether it's your plans, your strategies, your systems for getting clients, your systems for keeping clients. It makes it all achievable.
1: Yeah, I have this famous quote and it's break it down into bite-sized pieces small enough that you don't even have to chew them.
0: Oh, I love that. That is so good. (laughs) And better than that elephant quote because I hate talking about the elephant quote because I think it's really sad that someone even thinks about eating an elephant. (laughs)
1: exactly no we have bites it's like jello like who needs to chew jello it's bite size but then you don't have to chew it it's love just love it
0: so just turn our week into jello and everything's exactly. good
1: everything's okay
0: <laughs> mallory for people that have been listening in and just thinking oh my goodness we need more systems in our life more strategy more plans uh and they want to have a look at what it is you do how can they find out more
1: Yeah, so I have a special offer for you guys. If you go to Tadimi.com, that's T like Tom, A like Apple, D like David, I like Igloo, M like Mary, I like Igloo.com forward slash gift. You'll see exactly how you can put a little strategic plan into place for yourself to get those little bite-sized pieces that are so much more enjoyable than a big elephant.
0: Excellent. Let's just concentrate on eating jello each week. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Mallory, it's been absolutely fantastic to talk with you today. I really resonate with everything that you've spoken about. What do you feel would be a way to wrap up everything that we've talked about today? What do you want to leave our listeners with?
1: I want to leave your listeners with the knowledge that it is absolutely possible for them. Don't let your failures tell you otherwise. Do not let people tell you otherwise. It's possible for you because you are here, you are listening, and you are doing. And to not let failure stop you, I always say that there's no such thing as failure. There's only iteration. So just remember, you're not failing, you're iterating and you're figuring out what works for you in the best way possible.
0: Beautifully wrapped up. Totally agree with everything that you've said today. Thank you so much for coming to the Thought Leaders Business Lab and sharing your genius thing with us today. Thank you for having me. This has been really fun. I can't wait till next time. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Do you want to grow and scale your business so you can make an even bigger impact? One of the reasons I've been able to achieve the success I have over the years can be attributed to one simple factor, surrounding myself with like-minded people, people who think big like me, who have a desire for growth and who understand the challenges we face when growing and scaling a business. That's why I've created a free community, especially for thought leaders and experts just like you. And I'd love you to join us. Just request access to my free Facebook group at Thought Leaders Inner Circle. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to share this on your favorite social account. Just head to Riley.global forward slash podcast, click on your favorite episode and you'll see the buttons right there to share the love. And as this show is new, I would love, love, love you to leave a five star rating and a review on iTunes. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.